One of America's most beloved artists kept a secret, something that may have shocked his friends and colleagues. Andy Warhol, pop artist and gay icon, was also a lifelong Catholic who went to Mass regularly at a church in New York City's Upper East Side. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, and we continue our tour through lesser-known LGBTQ history with the story of a public figure who found a way to reconcile his sexuality with his faith. Andy Warhol grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. His family were Slovakian immigrants. Their original name was Warhola. And every week, his mother took him to a Byzantine Catholic church. Andy grew up in a household that was very uh, religious and hardworking, and I think you can say that very much about Warhol's whole career and whole adult life. Jose Diaz is a curator at the Andy Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh. Diaz came to New York last year to put together an exhibition on Warhol's spiritual life at the Brooklyn Museum with curator Carmen Hermo. Carmen walks me through a room in the museum full of Warhol trinkets. There are sweet works that he made as a child, a gorgeous little painted Jesus statue when he was about 10 years old. As a student at Carnegie Tech, also reproducing images of the family crucifix, there are uh, tiny sweet ephemera items of the Warhol family. Like saint cards, the family prayer book, and his certificate of baptism. Warhol moved from Pittsburgh to New York in 1949. He quickly made a name for himself with those big iconic artworks that are still legendary, Campbell's soup cans and Marilyn Monroe. He hung out with celebrities like Truman Capote and Liza Minnelli. He had an entourage of artists and hipsters. His public image was an aloof guru with his finger on the pulse of both avant-garde and pop culture. No one was ever sure when he was serious, like in this interview with the BBC. Do you believe in feelings and emotions? Well, no, I don't, but uh, I have them. I wish I, wish I didn't. But you'd like and, to get rid of them altogether, would you? It uh, would be a good idea, yeah. Or this exchange. Would you like to see your pictures on as many walls as possible, then? Oh, no, I like them in closets. Warhol was also gay, and a lot of his work dealt with his sexuality. Jose Diaz shows me a painting of a muscular bodybuilder with his arms crossed over his chest. We're standing in front of uh, Warhol's painting, uh, Be Somebody with a Body. But looming over this bodybuilder is a stenciled picture of Jesus, almost like he's watching down on the bodybuilder. That tender, westernized version of Jesus Christ. And it says, Be Somebody with a Body. Warhol rarely explained his art. We don't know what he meant by body. Is it the body of heaven? Is it a physical body, a body of desire? But this wasn't his only work to feature Jesus and other important Christian figures. The exhibition also features Warhol's massive take on Da Vinci's Last Supper in bright pink and yellow, and another take on Da Vinci's The Annunciation, the moment the Virgin Mary learns she will give birth to Jesus. Warhol's image focuses on the hands of Mary and the angel Gabriel. What I love about it is it's surprisingly sincere. Yeah, I think I think Warhol would have understood this image as a very religious moment, uh, you know, possibly to some people of faith, a historical moment. I don't think this would define Warhol as being like uh, a saintly figure, but I think he understood the importance of this moment. Critics didn't know what to make of these religious works. Were they for shock value or were they sincere? he did have what might be described as a religious epiphany in 1968. A feminist writer named Valerie Solanus came to Warhol's studio to try to sell him a movie script, and she shot him. 
Curator Carmen Hermo says Warhol almost didn't survive. There are accounts that he essentially, you know, promised to God on what was his deathbed. He did die and sort of get resurrected by the surgeons. He said, okay, if I make it through this, God. After that, he went to church every Sunday, his closest friends said, maybe every day, depending on whom you ask. In his diary, he does often note popping into church, right? There are sort of accounts that he didn't necessarily attend a full mass, whether that's because he's such a celebrity or, you know, because I think this is a very human reality too. Someone who was raised Catholic, if you are queer, if you are breaking the rules of your religion, you're not meant to take communion. I was curious, so I decided to pay a visit myself, a sort of pilgrimage, to one of Warhol's favorite New York City churches. I'm on the corner of Lexington and 66th in Manhattan's Upper East Side, and I'm looking at the big limestone facade of the Church of St. Vincent Ferrer. I'm gonna go inside, but I have to be quiet. And of course, I'm also going to wear a mask. The back wall is covered in high blue stained glass windows, and there are high Gothic arches everywhere. It's all very ornate and majestic, like a proper Gothic cathedral. The priest at the time said Warhol usually kept to the back pews, so I'm going to take one of the back pews on the off chance that I might happen to sit where Warhol once sat. Warhol not only attended church regularly, he volunteered at a church-run soup kitchen and spent Christmas and Thanksgiving there with the homeless. He traveled to Vatican City to see Pope John Paul II, and he financed his nephew's studies to become a priest. Curator Carmen Hermo says Warhol's secret religious life was revealed to the public after his death in 1987. At his funeral, his star-studded funeral in New York, where 2,000 people attended, and you know they had NYPD taking care of things, limousines going down Fifth Avenue, the art historian John Richardson essentially reveals what he called sort of the key to the artist's psyche is this Catholicism and spirituality. Richardson claimed in his eulogy that religion was always in Warhol's thoughts, even if it didn't surface a lot in his work. That was news to most of Warhol's friends, according to an essay Richardson wrote in 2001. To believe the envious Truman Capote, Andy was a sphinx without a secret. In fact, he did have a secret, one that he kept dark from all but his closest friends. He was exceedingly devout. It was not soppy social consciousness or guilt that prompted Andy's good works. It was atavism, as personified by his adored and adoring mother, the pious Julia. The priest at St. Vincent's later gave interviews to Warhol's biographers. He confirmed Warhol didn't take communion, and he added the artist's lifestyle was absolutely irreconcilable with Catholic moral doctrine. Curator Jose Diaz says that's part of what makes him so fascinating. For me, Warhol's a, a very ambiguous figure. He's a creature of transformation. He contradicts himself. We don't know how saintly he was, and he certainly was a sinner, but there definitely were people around his circle, and including his mother, of course, that can confirm that he was a good religious boy. And if that seems like an impossible contradiction, welcome to the world of Andy Warhol. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, and we wrap up our series on lesser-known LGBTQ history with a trip to Provincetown, where an annual event helped America understand the value of gay families. <laughs>